Hi, everyone. And we are here on the Dr. Dr. Christopher Hall Show on the, on the Total Media Network. And I'm excited to welcome the program, Dr. Hall. Dr. Hall, how are you? I am just a huge fan of this amazing athlete. Go ahead and introduce our guest, but thank you for your service. And I'm sure Brett would say the same thing, being on the front lines as a doctor in the emergency room in Mississippi uh, and uh, in Alabama. He really, you guys are going to make a great connection today, especially for what Dr. Christopher Hall does, but go ahead and introduce our guest. Well, no problem. I'm very excited to have our guest on here today. Um, it's wonderful to have a Super Bowl champion and NFL Hall of Famer, Brett Favre, on the show today. Welcome to the show, Brett. Well, thanks for having me. Um, so you're in Mississippi and Alabama working in front lines. Uh, or do you live in Mississippi? Well, you know what? I live in Mobile, Alabama. So I think you might know about that. Uh, that's very close. I, dr I drive through Mobile often. Uh, so very uh, hour and 20 minutes away. So we're neighbors. <laughs> well, you guys got to connect when you hear Dr. Hall's story about being a ward of the state and he wrote a book and uh, about his time and how he had to go and battle to become a doctor and how important it was with how he you know, overcame challenges in the military man as well, Dr. Hall. So I know Brett, you see that as a very important thing as well, the military. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So how are you surviving the pandemic? How has that life been when Brett's used to going places or maybe not, you are always going hunting and stuff. Maybe this uh, whole quarantine thing's been all right for you. Uh, not a whole lot has changed for me or my family other than our youngest daughter. We have two daughters. We have a a 31-year-old who has three boys. They live here close to us. And our youngest daughter, just she just turned 21 last month. But she she plays uh, beach volleyball for Southern Miss, uh, which is a Division One sport now. Well, that she, they they play in the spring, so they got one tournament under under their belt, and we're scheduled to play at a tournament the following weekend at LSU, and it was canceled two days before and the rest is history. So really what's different is we didn't do any traveling, going to watch her play. Um, in fact, our daughter moved back in with us. Uh, the university is only 10 miles away, but she just packed up everything in her apartment and just moved back home. And we just kind of been chilling, watching movies. We, we actually took a couple of vacations. Uh, we went to Colorado for a week and did some hiking and some biking and, and uh, just kind of laid low. I enjoyed the, the weather. And we also went to Lake Tahoe uh, for my daughter's 21st birthday. And we pulled her around on skis on the, on the boat. We did some hiking, um, just kind of chill and enjoy the weather. Uh, so that's kind of what we've been doing. Here at home, um, like most places, the restrictions will ease. They will tighten back up. There'll be a mask, uh, a statewide mask. You know, you have to wear it, and then that will will uh, subside, and then you can go to the restaurants as normal. We actually went and ate last night at a local restaurant we like to eat at, and they they just reopened, and uh, it was nice to kind of get out. Uh, we we love going to movies. 
we have not gone to a movie. We watch movies here at our house, but we're kind of old fashioned. We like to go to a theater, me and my <laughs> wife, and sit down and have malted milk balls and, and watch watch a movie. I, I look forward to the day when we can do that. Yeah, they're starting to open up theaters in Pittsburgh, and they're going to have 15 cent uh, movies by bringing out all the old movies. I think it's Cinemark or one of them is deciding that, and it's going to be 15 cents to go to come in so they can see the theater when it opens up next week. So it's crazy to think about opening up theaters. And 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 Dr. Hall, I think you'd agree as well. When you're hearing about theaters opening, see how different each state is. I'm in Pennsylvania, and they're going to be opening up very soon. Yeah, yeah. I just I think it just depends on you know that local air and how the testing's going. And uh, you know, as Brett knows, I mean, even even Biloxi now, you know, you can you can go there and and, and get a good good meal. So yeah, wow. uh, not good for you, but very good uh, for the belly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doctor Hall, question for Brett. But no problem. I'm so excited to have this All American Champ on the show today. So, uh, the Brett, tell us a little bit about um, you know the Air Gulfport where you grew up. And, um, you know, did you always want to play football? I always wanted to play, yes. Uh, I, I was born in Gulfport, Mississippi. I grew up probably 15 minutes to the west of Gulfport uh, in Hancock County. There's three counties on, on the Gulf Coast. Jackson County, of course, borders Mobile. Uh, Harrison County sits right in the middle of the three. That is Gulfport and Biloxi, uh, as well as some other cities. And then Hancock County, we – we border uh, Slidell, Louisiana, and then the next town over would be New Orleans. So I grew up, even, even though it was South Mississippi, uh, most people thought I grew up in New Orleans, uh, 50 minutes away. But yes, my dad was a high school football coach and, uh, and coached baseball for probably 35 years. Uh, so when I was, as far back as I can remember, I was either running water out to the to the players on, on, during the timeout, high, high school football when I was a first grader on up. And I was a bad boy for my dad, summer league ball, American Legion ball in Gulfport for, for as far back as I can remember. And I had two, two goals in mind, either to play pro baseball or to play pro football, and there was no alternative. So thankfully for me, it, it panned out. <laughs> wow. And that's, that's so tremendous that you knew what you wanted to do, Brett. And that's so key, right, in life. When you have mindset of what you want to do, you can achieve your goals. When you don't have that mindset, you can't. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's complicated in some respects, but it's very simple. If you know what you want to do, you have to put in the work and, and persevere. It's not always easy. It's not always an easy road. And, and, you know, I, I've, I've told our daughters so many times that I coached high school football here in Hattiesburg for two years, and I would tell those kids as well. Um, you, you know, it, it, it's hard work to be good, to be good. And that doesn't mean athletics uh, necessarily. It can be anything. And uh, you can't really achieve anything without setting goals. And my youngest daughter would go round and round. I go, do you, you set a, an attainable goal for just for the week? Maybe it's get a little stronger, maybe increase your vertical. Maybe this week it's weight loss. Maybe it's weight gain. And she's like, dad, really? Give me a break. <laughs> uh, but 
but I'm telling the truth. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's definitely a hard road, no matter, even when you know what you want to do. Um, and, and certainly when you're not real sure, the road is very hard. Um, uh, so definitely it worked out for me. Uh, thankfully I didn't have to, to go a, an alternative route. All right. Next question, Dr. Hall. Wow. That's so right. It's so right, Brett. And you know, and, and what's important, you know, is having mentors. And so, uh, you know, growing up, uh, tell us about some of your mentors. Well, my, yeah, my father was, was uh, uh, very instrumental in my success, um, as you would expect. He was my coach. Uh, he, you know, he, and I always say this, uh, and I, I even mention it uh, a little bit during my Hall of Fame speech. You know, he, it, it's sort of like Karate Kid in, in that you go, okay, just like, uh, Danielson was trying to figure out how does this pertain to me going and getting into a fight and, and using my karate when you got me painting the fence. And that's sort of how my dad taught me, you know, at one, t at one time uh, in my career, I had every passing record in the NFL in history. And keep in mind in high school, my dad ran the wishbone. We never threw the ball. Oh, dear Lord. And I remember oftentimes leaving practice, he and I were driving back home from practice and, and being in an argument with my dad saying, how can I get a scholarship if you don't throw the ball? I thought I had a valid argument. And I almost didn't get that scholarship. I got one scholarship offer at the last second. And if my dad were alive today, he would say, see, it worked out fine. He taught me the things that, I really didn't care about toughness, leadership. I, you know, I wanted to throw. I wanted to throw touchdowns. I wanted to, you know, to, to be in the paper. And that stuff didn't matter to him. And as I – here I am at 50, I get it now. <laughs> and so his mentorship was, uh, was, was sort of like, you know, you know I say old-fashioned. It, it, was, it was tough, hard-nosed work, leadership. You lead by example you know, those type of things. But so personally, he would be my, my number one mentor. Now, as far as people I looked up to, there was two guys that I emulated and said, this is who I want to be when I get on the, if I make it to pro football. Archie Manning, obviously was a local guy, uh, played right next door. Right. Roger Stallback. I love the Cowboys and I love Roger Stallback. And I felt like I've, even though I didn't know what kind of style I was, I thought that was me. Run around, make things happen, and uh, you're never out of a play. Wow. I tell you, two amazing people to look at as mentors and your father and to see those things. And, and Dr. Hall, you say your mentors have helped you in life, right, Dr. Hall, get to where you were, because especially when you were awarded the state. No doubt. And, and you need those mentors, you know, to, to, to give you a path, you know, uh, in, in this world that sometimes can seem very confusing for young people. So, yeah, Absolutely. no doubt. Absolutely. Very confusing. All right, Dr. Hall, next question. Well, no problem. And so now tell us a little bit about you went to school there at the University of Southern Mississippi. And, you know, there's always challenges when you're going to college and you're playing athletics and you know you're, you're getting to the top of your game so tell us about um, 
some of those challenges, balancing academics and athletics um, when you're in college? Well, uh, I'll, I'll go back to when I was coaching at, at Oak Grove High School here in Hattiesburg. Had a, we won a state championship and had a tremendous group of young men and, and, a, and a very smart group. We, we dressed out actually over 100 players, believe it or not. Some guys would wear a, a duplicate number because our coach wanted to – he wanted everyone to feel that atmosphere, which I thought was great. Um, but I, I stress to those guys all the time. We had a fair amount of kids go D1. A couple of guys are playing minor league baseball uh, that were on our football squad. One kid is just finishing up at Cal, University of California. Uh, and I stress to them all the time the importance of academics. And, you know, at times I got the eye roll, uh, as you would expect. Uh, but I go back to when I was in high school, junior high, high school, elementary. My mother was a special education teacher oh, wow. for 30 some odd years. My dad was a driver's ed teacher and coach for the same amount of time. So I, I got the importance of academics. I, um, did I like it? Not necessarily. You know, did, did, did history turn me on like football did? No, but I knew it was important. And, um, you know, when you go to college, as uh, we know as adults, uh, you have to cut the cord with your kids to a certain degree and you have to fend for yourself. And uh, that can be good, that can be bad, depending on what kind of teaching, you know, they were brought up with and you let them go. And, and, and for me, uh, I, you know, wasn't real sure what the alternative plan was. As I said earlier, it was baseball or football. I was I actually signed to play both at Southern Miss. I started as a true freshman in, in football and chose to to channel all my energy towards football just because I didn't want to miss spring practice. I mean, this was a great opportunity. Um, but meanwhile, I had uh, I was banking on the draft. Uh, at some point in the near future, but I knew my academics were very important uh, just in case. But also the challenges you face with peer pressure and, um, you know, today's world is even much different, much harder. But when I was 17, 18 years old, there wasn't social media, uh, but there was peer pressure. There was drinking, there was drugs, uh, no different than there is today. And trying to sort through all that, uh, what's cool, what's not cool, what your focus is, what your goals are, are obviously very important. And, uh, and it goes back to, uh, like what you said, Dr. Hall, that, that mentorship, uh, getting, maybe it's not your dad, maybe it's a, a coach, maybe it's a teacher, maybe it's a, a family friend that can steer you on the right path and give you some, some unbelievably uh, wisdom, knowledge that, uh, you know, you, you may not want to get a, do this, young man. You may not want to do this. You, you're, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree by yeah. drinking. You know, I, and, and I would say all those things to the kids I was coaching in high school. I, I had, when I got to college, I started drinking. I thought I was cool. Uh, and come find out that, before I knew it, drinking had a, 
had the upper hand on me. And I haven't had a drop since 1998. Pain pills, you know, harmlessly. Uh, I didn't get addicted because I wanted to, but I did get addicted. Uh, you know, so just having, having someone to, to lean on, to give you insight, who's been down some of the roads that you're, you're walking down is absolutely vital in, in any young person's success. Agree. And that's so, so important to have that. What did you major in college, Brett? I was actually uh, going to be a special education teacher like my mother. I tell you what, I, I think I would have been a really good one. Yes, you would. But I, when we drove to school every morning, first through 12th at my school was all together. So now everybody has a school that you go to a lower elementary and then you go to middle, uh, middle and then, you know, the, some even have like a ninth grade school that's separate, but ours was all together. So we, there's four kids, my mother and father, and we all drove to school together and we drove home together. So when we would get to school, I would go in my mom's class prior to, we'd get there before all the other kids. And when her kids would start coming in, I would always have fun with them. And uh, she had all ranges of uh, special ed, uh, from very severe to, lazy right uh and and i just took a liking to I, I felt like i gravitated to her students very well and and felt like that was my calling and one of the things that we do for our, our foundation my wife and i is we we do things for special olympics um and uh again it, you know it wouldn't have paid very much being a high school coach in mississippi and a teacher but it would probably have been very rewarding uh, had I done that. Great. Oh, just again, things we don't know about Brett Favre today here on the Dr. Christopher Hall show on the Total Media Network. Go ahead, Dr. Hall, the next question. I mean, I just did not know he major in education. I too am an education major. I taught for nine years before uh, going into business and entrepreneurship, but I have a tutoring company too. But education, once I learned to teach, it's such a powerful thing you can utilize in the world once we become educators because we know we have to constantly learn learn and it never we always grow if we are stagnant then we don't want to grow in life right. we're this out on all the exciting parts of life for sure right. all right dr hall next question wow well, you know and what a champ i mean just to uh to um Talk about some of the challenges he had that, that can help young people who are going into who are going to the NFL and who are going to be in the um, that high profile life. So that's just incredible. Well, you know, there's um, this whole uh, and this is kind of central. You know, I think what we're going to talk about is there's this whole field that these players end up um, uh, illnesses they end up with this undiagnosed um, epidemic of concussions that are going on. Um, tell us what your thoughts are on that, Brett. And um, yeah, just what do you think about that? Well, concussions are a major problem. And as we all know now, they're not going away. They're going to happen. And, it, and not necessarily on the, on the football field or baseball field or soccer field. It can be in your home. It can be on the ice rink. It can be playing by the pool, playground car wrecks, elderly falling. I could go on and on. The last play that I played 
in my 20-year career, I played 300, started 321 games. The last game that I started ended with one of two major concussions that I had in my career. Now, how many concussions did I have overall? Who knows? Because as we know now, and I had a very good long conversation with Dr. Benjamin Amalu, who Will Smith portrayed in the movie mm -hmm. uh, Concussion. And he said, Brett, what, you, what people don't realize, and hopefully they start realizing, is that when you mention, or you hear a player mention, yeah, or you see a kid bang a helmet with another kid and he shakes his head, uh, like he's getting the cobwebs out. Yeah. Or that, that player later says, yeah, I was seeing stars. Or I was a little woozy, but I was fine. Dr. Malu said, that's a concussion. He said, think about boxing in, in this way. It's not the knockout blows that do the most damage. It's the thousands of jabs that do the damage. And he said, football is, is a perfect example of that. There are some big devastating blows that when a, a kid tries to get up, he staggers like a boxer. Yeah. No doubt that's a concussion. Well, what about the ones where the kid stays in the game and, and he saw stars, maybe he was a little woozy uh, for two, three seconds. He didn't really know where he was. Then it's, it came back. Um, that's a concussion. And the, the long-term effects, we, we're really just kind of uh, on the cusp of what, what that really means and how devastating that is. But we're seeing it being from Pennsylvania and being a Steelers fan, that movie really was kind of yeah. centered around uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the things that are happening to NFL uh, retired players and even some present players who are, who are choosing to retire early is scary. It's frightening. And I have three grandsons, 10, 6, and 3. And I, I'm often asked the question, well, are you, they're going to play football. I am not going to encourage them to play football at all. If they choose to play, I will support them. But I would much rather, and I always say this, and people get a chuckle out of it, I'd, I'd much rather caddy for them in golf. And, and the main reason is is because I'm so fearful of them being tackled and the, the you know, the, the damage being severe, at least maybe – you know, you think if you're okay after a big hit that five years from now, 15 years or 25 years from now, you'll be fine. That's not necessarily true. And uh, there is no treatment. So I was approached by a guy by the name of Jake Van Landingham, who uh, at the time, about eight years ago, I was retired. I was here in Hattiesburg. A mutual friend introduced us. Uh, that mutual friend is a doctor here in Hattiesburg. His name's uh, David Lee, great guy. And he said, I want you to hear this guy out about concussions. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. And I listened to him. He was the head of the neuroscience department at Florida State University at the time. Uh, he has since left to pursue uh, his, his uh, developing of drugs, uh, in, in particular for concussions. Uh, he almost died himself prior to that, actually early 90s. He told me the story. Uh, he was 
uh, jumped by a guy, a vagrant in a bar in, uh, outside of the University of Florida where he and his brother and some friends were shooting pool and he hit his head on the curb. They rushed him to the hospital. They released him that night, said he was fine. He went back to his hotel room. His brother left, he had to go to work and said, you okay? And he said, yeah, I'm fine. And his dad called the room a little bit later to check on him and he couldn't talk. The, the swelling of his brain had increased so much that it, it uh, inhibited his talk. But he was able to knock the phone off the hook. And um, his dad knew, knew that he had had a brain injury or right. head trauma and said, hey, if you can hear me, I'm going to send a friend, because they live in Tallahassee, so I'm going to send a friend of mine over to check on you. And fortunately, that guy came over, broke into the room, took him to a hospital. They gave him an experimental drug that later did not pass FDA approval that saved his life. Um, and, and it was the last it was the last straw. Saved his life. And from that point on, it was his, his just laser focus to develop something that will treat concussions. And, uh, and that's what he's pursuing. And so I heard him out. He had, had, uh, had developed a product uh, that basically is a nasal solution. Uh, if you think your child has a concussion, if you think your player has a concussion, if you think your grandmother has a concussion, you uh, do this application that basically they blow out their mouth and it blows uh, this uh, medication into the brain and within seven minutes it reduces the inflammation of the brain. Wow, wow. And I thought, well, this is, this is wonderful. Yeah. As I've learned, and it's very simple, I know it's complicated, but it's very simple. The main problem with a concussion is the brain swells. The yeah. less it swells, the less damage. Uh, Correct. Of, you know, a better medical term. So if you can reduce the inflammation, um, then, I mean, you're not going, will it cure? We're not going to get rid of concussions, so we better treat them. And, and it's been a hard sell, uh, surprisingly. I've learned a little bit about the, the red tape side. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's frustrating. Um, but that product, that, that nasal uh, medication requires FDA approval. This, on the other hand, uh, is new. This is a non-FDA approved cream. Okay. That basically, Jake has uh, developed kind of by accident using aloe, uh, rubbing it on the neck. Okay. And within minutes, and this is a pre, so before a game, you use it. Before the kids go right. on the playground, you use it. Car, you know, uh, hockey game. You rub it on the neck before, and it provides seven hours of anti-, anti it's like taking an anti-inflammatory by mouth prior to a game. Or wow. prior to a half marathon. Or, you know, this is providing anti-inflammatory protection. So we're hoping to get this out about, like, ASAP. Uh, but he just basically developed this in the last few months. So that's kind of what I'm up to. And that's, so that's so interesting, Brett. And, and Chris, I'm going to let you summarize, Brett, after that, kind of because you've really kind of cool. taken that point. So I'm a former athlete myself. 
I'm a former professional wrestler, so I took many chair shots to the head. I was minor leagues, but I took a lot of chair shots to the head, different things like that. So it's more for people who have – what about people that are currently have concussions? This product doesn't work for that type of thing. It's only for no, – neither one. In fact, I asked that question right from the get-go. I said, Jake, what about the concussions I've had? He said, I'm sorry. This, this does, no, does no good. This is for uh, – this actually is free. The nasal uh, solution is uh, after the fact. So a kid gets a major concussion, you do the application and hope that it reduces the, the inflammation enough that uh, there's not major damage. Yes, uh, absolutely. Okay, so uh, where can we well, uh, purchase the product? Then uh, Chris is going to summarize you. Where can we... Uh, pick up the product and stuff? Well, we're, they're, they're, it's manufacturing, uh, in manufacturing right now, they got a tube to me like ASAP so I could hold this up. Uh, and uh, I would go to Prev Pro. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, we can. Uh, P-R-E-V-P-R-O and, uh, or Prevacus uh, and, and get more info. But we're, we're like working like day and night trying to get this out and, and about what probably, and I'm, I don't want it to sound like the business person because I'm not, but I think we're probably going to do online first um, and then hopefully get into retail, CVS, places like that, Walgreens, uh, but the exporting goods, things that of that nature, but uh, we got to get it manufactured first, but that's in the, in the works. All right, Chris, summarize Brett. Well, no problem. Well, there you have it. You know, one of the most electrifying NFL quarterbacks in history, okay, uh, uh, a, a Super Bowl champ. Uh, he's given us some great information for our young people, okay, to, to stay focused, uh, to have mentors, okay, to believe in yourself. And, uh, and so now here uh, with, with an incredible uh, cream and with a, with a purpose, okay, to help us with this epidemic of concussions, preventive cream that can go stop the inflammation uh, or prevent it and therefore stop the long-term effects of concussions that occur over years. So, wow, just an awesome interview. I'm so excited that the Super Bowl champ, Brett Barb, was here with us today. Thank you for coming on the show, sir. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Brett. Other projects going on. Your foundation, where can we find info on the foundation and stuff so people can... Far, far, all one word. Far, the number four, far for hope. Uh, and uh, my wife had breast cancer, so she gears everything towards breast cancer. Awareness, uh, treatment for people who can't uh, medically get, get their own treatment. She mammograms, things of that nature. She, and then on my end, uh, I mentioned Special Olympics. We disadvantaged children basically in the state of Mississippi and in the state of Wisconsin. We've done things, uh, cystic fibrosis, St. Jude. Um, so, but you can look that up online and uh, hopefully help us out. Well, we definitely want to, Brett, and you're enjoy hopefully going to see an NFL season. Who knows, but you want to see movies before an NFL season. You want to get to the movie theater. Or, or yeah, both, but we'll, I'll take one if not the other, but I'd love to have both. All right, well, I really learned a lot about Brett that I did not know, and I'm glad we had this kind of interview because you never yeah. get that kind of interview to really see the, the different side of Brett Favre, especially for the people that 
are angry when you beat them every time. Now they know this is the Brett Favre that we should know and love. So uh, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, take care, guys. That was the Dr. Christopher Hall Show, everyone. <laughs>